Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Podcast, where laughter is a main course and humor is always on the menu. So let's get started, and here's your daily dose of funny. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's talk about me for a moment. We'll start with some basics. Uh, I live across the street from a 7-Eleven, all right? <laughs> Not funny yet, but okay, cool. <laughs> I, uh, I drink a lot of Mountain Dew, okay? It's like my only vice. I drink a lot of Mountain Dew. I'm in that 7-Eleven constantly drinking Mountain Dew, okay? Getting refills. I'm in there so often that everyone who works in that 7-Eleven, they have a nickname for me. When they see me, they call me Mountain Dew Guy. Yeah. Do you guys know how much Mountain Dew I have to drink not to have the nickname Throat Tattoo Guy? It is... A lot. The... <laughs> it's so much Mountain Dew, you guys. It's a lot. It's a... For me to walk into 7-Eleven and the guy to be like, Mountain Dew guy, and the new guy who works there to be like, not throat or face tattoo guy? <laughs> he drinks more Mountain Dew than the fact that he ruined his life by tattooing his face? And the guy's like, yeah, what aren't you getting about this, you know? Yeah, uh, I also know it was a bad idea to tattoo my face, just so we're all on the same page, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, when I tattooed my face, well, I didn't. When I got my face tattooed, when I got my face tattooed, I was like, there will be positives and there will be negatives, you know? I want to be honest with you guys. It has been mostly negative so far, okay? <laughs> I can't even think of one positive. I'm going to be real with you guys. Uh, so I'm here to make you laugh tonight, but I'm also here to say, if some of you are thinking about tattooing your face, probably don't, okay? <laughs> I, saw, I saw some of you come in, and I don't think you could handle it. All right, it's not... Could not hack it. It's, it's rough out here. Uh, all my tattoos are real. I shouldn't have to say that. But sometimes after shows, I meet people and they're like, wow, crazy, man, you look crazy, are those all real? And I have to be like, 
What, what are you talking about right now? Of course they're real. What do you think I drew all these on today? I just wake up every day and draw these on? Like what would I stand to gain from drawing fake tattoos on my throat and face? I just wake up every morning and I'm drawing them on like, you know what? I just want old people to be afraid of me. That's what I'm about, you know? I just wake up every day and draw tattoos on my fingers like, I just want to struggle in job interviews, you know? <laughs> one, one time after a show, a lady comes up to me and she's like, don't be so hard on yourself. And I'm like, thank you so much. Will you give me a job? And she was like, it's nice meeting you. <laughs> Come back. I need work. I, uh... Uh, I travel a lot for this job. This is my only job, which is probably not good. But you know what? I'm, I travel a lot. And people in other places, they're, like, pretty cool. Not very many people care about my tattoos. Uh, I live here in Utah. I got to say, uh, some of you are not on board, okay? <laughs> I have a lot of weird experiences here that don't happen anywhere else. I'll give you an example. Once I got done with a show... Uh, I'm here in Utah, I get done with the show, and an older gentleman comes up to me afterwards. So old, so, so old, you guys. Have you, ever, have you ever seen someone so old that if they were getting in the driver's side of a car, you'd be like, uh, is anybody else seeing this right now? You know? Do I have to stop? Am I the one? You know? How, how close are we to a farmer's market? Like... What is the danger level here is what, and he's so old, and he comes right up to me, and he, he goes, hey, man, I love your comedy. Good job. Staying off the streets. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, okay? <laughs> off the, what? Where did you learn how to talk like that? What are you, the coolest guy at your retirement home, you know? He's just like, I'm the Tupac of my friend group. Like, What? <laughs> just assumes I'm gangster because I have lots of tattoos. I am not gangster. That's not how it works at all, okay? I'm the least gangster person ever. I cry at the end of Toy Story 3 like everybody else, okay? That guy cried so hard, all right? Do you know, me and him, a lot of crying, okay? And yeah, man, it's not gangster. It just makes no sense. I got done... Here's another thing. I'm at a grocery store. I get in line behind this lady, just a regular lady, nothing going on. She doesn't notice me getting in line behind her. She's standing there. She turns around. She sees me, and she makes this noise. She goes, oh, 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 and then she left. She just left with all her stuff. Like, yeah, uh, pretty sure she's stealing right now. Is anybody... Is, is anybody else watching her, you know? They were not. Uh, yeah, so pretty sure she got away with, like, a lot of free stuff. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. You guys would be surprised to know, though, despite all the weird interactions I have with people who, like, are weird about my tattoos or don't know what it's like to have tattoos, the weirdest interactions, my least favorite interactions, are always with other people who are heavily tattooed. Not a fan of other heavily tattooed people, okay? Yeah, I'm calling it. It's not good. I know everything I need to know about another guy with a lot of tattoos, you know? Your parents hit you. School was hard. You like to bring a snake to the park, you know? I get it, you know? I don't want to have these weird conversations with guys. It's terrible. I'll give you an example, okay? I'm at Walmart. 
I'm standing in line, everything's going fine. I'm in line a lot in my jokes, so just keep going with that. But I'm in, <laughs> I'm in line, I'm standing there. I look over and I see this guy wearing a tank top and he's bald head completely covered in black and gray tattoos. His entire head is like covered in flames. He's got skulls and stuff. Obviously he got all these tattoos in prison, okay? I feel some of you being awkward. He's not here, we're safe, all right? <laughs> Also, I'm allowed to make the judgment call, all right? <laughs> so I see him, he sees me, and we make eye contact, and it's locked in for a second, and immediately I'm like, oh no, this guy's gonna try to talk to me, you know? <laughs> have you ever just seen someone in public who's gonna talk to you, and they're just so white trash, you don't have the energy to deal with them? <sighs> so many crazy people. So this guy, he comes up to me, all right, this dude at Walmart, covered in his statues, he comes up to me. His opening line to me, the first thing he says, he goes, Hey man, where'd you do your time? Like, what? I've done zero time, everyone. I've never been to jail a day in my life, okay? This guy's, but he's like, he's just making an assumption about me. He's trying to connect with me. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna connect with him. I'll meet him halfway. I'll just mess with him a little. So I was like, you know how it is, man. Did five years in Azkaban, no big deal. Yeah. Yep. He, he wanted to impress me so bad, he was like, word, all right, cool, cool. Like, all that time in prison and you didn't read one Harry Potter book. Seems, seems kind of like a waste, you know? I don't know what he's up to now, but I'm pretty sure it's not reading, so. It's not, not good. Oh man, I'm super glad you guys laughed at that. <laughs> super glad. I have told that joke before and gotten zero. I, I did a show in Wyoming once. By the way, Wyoming, a dumpster fire pretending to be a state. Don't know if you guys <laughs> knew that. It is, it, is, it is one big Walmart parking lot. It is not good. <laughs> There's nothing there. Why are you there? Anyway, doesn't matter. I'm in, I'm in Wyoming, I'm in this tiny town doing a show to like this many people. It's a pretty big audience, all right? And I say that line, I say Azkaban, complete silence, all right? No, I'm just like, oh, okay, so y'all don't read. That makes so much sense, you know? It's rough. And then out of nowhere, a lady in the front row yells so loud, she goes, why do you go there? What? What are you saying? I, the, what, how? How? The first part of that joke, I say I've never been to jail a day in my life. It's not even a real place. Prison for wizards. Why are we, why are we having this conversation? And then, she, and then she goes, it is a real place. That's that place in San Francisco. Nope. Nope. That is not correct. Okay. You, you are thinking of Alcatraz, okay, which has been closed for like 50 years. So you're not even right if you were right. I don't, you know? And then the audience is like on her side for no reason. It's just so weird. It's the weirdest experience. And then, and then she says, agree to disagree. Like that's not how that, it's not how anything works. What? 
why is this happening to me right now? And one guy in the audience was like, she got you though. And I was like, she didn't though. She did not. No one got anyone. She's so wrong, you know? I wanted to be so mean to that audience, but I was like, they live in Wyoming, so punish, you know? Pun <laughs> the punishment fits the crime, really. So bad, so awful. So yeah, don't go there. I don't know, it's not good. I shouldn't, I talk bad on Wyoming like I have my life together. I do not. Uh, as my life is a complete disaster. I sneezed on a baby recently. Yeah, that's a thing I did. I was holding a baby and I had to sneeze and I just hard sneezed into its face. So hard, you know? And my friend is standing there and he's like, hey man, uh, real quick, uh, did you just sneeze in my son's face? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I did that, yep. And he was like, why? And I was like, well, I'm, I have the baby. And I was like, I gotta sneeze so I could, I was like, I could drop the baby or I could sneeze on this baby right now. You know, those are my two options. And he was like, why? You could turn your head and sneeze the other way. And I was like, that third option was not apparent at the time, you know? It just didn't occur to me in the moment. He's like, you need help. I was like, I do though. You know, it's, I'm, at least I'm not from Wyoming. I have that going for me. Oof. <laughs> Ugh. I get it from my mom. She's a crazy person. Does anyone else relate to that? She's a wild woman, all right? Those people get it. And so, yeah, my mom, she's, here's a, a thing that happened recently. I laughed at my mom so hard in public that she started yelling at me. You know, here's the backstory. Have you ever, by the way, laughing so hard, like falling down in the aisle at the grocery store. And I laughed, here's what happened. She told me her dog had diabetes, okay? And I started laughing so hard. No, it's so fat, of course it does. You know, it's so big. And she was like, it's not funny. How could I have known he has diabetes? And I'm like, probably, cause he looks like a propane tank with legs. That's how, you know? The, there were so many clues. He's huge. Of course he's diabetic. And then, also, you feed him people food all the time. I caught her feeding him Doritos Locos Tacos from Taco Bell once. It's like, why are you, why are you feeding him the more expensive tacos, you know? She, this is true, she goes, he prefers them. It's like, what? Did he tell you that? What is happening here? Also, he's a chihuahua. We get it, you know? It's ridiculous. My mom, so we're, we're a Jewish family. She names the dog Mazel Tov, okay? She's telling me about him getting diagnosed. She takes him to the vet. She's got one of these crazy vets who like talks to their animals like they're patients, you know? So he's like sitting there with my mom and the dog. It looks him, the dog, right in his stupid, fat, diabetic face, okay? <laughs> No one feel bad for him. He's not here. We can make fun of him. Also, he's a dog. He has no idea what's happening at all times, okay? <laughs> so she looks, or the, the, the vet looks right at him and goes, Mazel Tov, you have diabetes. It's like, that is incorrect. That seems anti-Semitic. I know it's not, but it felt like it <laughs> when she told the story. Ugh. She's out of control. She bought a computer recently. She wouldn't let me help her set it up. And then like an hour after she bought it, she calls me and she's like, hey, I'm locked out of my computer. I can't get in. 
can you get into my computer for me? I'm like, I can't get into your computer. What do you mean, you're having trouble? And she's like, yeah, I don't remember my password. I was like, just, you're gonna have to remember it. I don't know how to get into your computer for you. So she gets mad, she hangs up on me. She calls me back like half an hour later. She's like, didn't need your help. Got back into my computer. I'm like a hacker. <laughs> no, no, mom, you're the opposite of a hacker, okay? You, you forgot Caps Lock was on. That is not what a hacker is. You know? <laughs> I'm a hacker. No. False. <laughs> so bad. I don't know. I talk bad. I, I have no right to talk bad about my mom, though. Uh, beyond sneezing on a baby, I'm, like, really bad at everything. I, I don't even know how debt works. I recently found that out when my dentist sent me to collections... Yeah, my dentist sent me to collections. The collection agency calls my phone. I answer because I don't know who it is. And they're like, hey, we're trying to collect a debt. Give us the money. And I was like, uh, no, you know? No, I'm just not going to. And he's like, what? And I was like, what are the consequences if I don't give you money? And he was like, we're going to make your credit bad. And I was like, not possible. <laughs> Yeah, my credit's already really bad. My credit score is so bad, it also has face tattoos. Do you guys? It's so bad. Ugh, it's, I've been denied for a Best Buy card. Do you know what that, that's, I've seen a bird accidentally fly into Best Buy and leave with a card. It's so easy to get one. When I got denied, the guy in, in the Best Buy was like, I'm so sorry, this has never happened before. Like, he was embarrassed for me, you know? It was so bad. It was so bad. And so I like tried to get a cell phone once and they were like, it's a thousand dollar deposit and then we'll let you buy a phone. I was like, I will leave here with two tin cans and string, okay? That's so much money, I don't have that money. So anyway, my credit's really bad. It's, it's like, so I'm not worried about it. So I'm like, well, do you have another thing? Tell the debt collector like, Listen, I'm not worried. Do you have another thing? And he's like, we don't have another thing. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and not pay you then. I'm going to choose that option. And he was like, this has never happened before. It's like, well, you know, it was the first time for everything. So I'm going to go ahead and hang up now. And he's like, have a good day, I guess. You know, we we're all very confused. It was a lot of first times for everyone, you know. So we both hang up the phone. I call my dentist. I'm like, hey, why'd you send me to collections? And the front desk lady answers it, by the way. And she's like 100 years old, and her name is Gertrude, because of course, you know? Everyone named, uh, everyone 100 years or older has a name like Gertrude. And I'm like, why are you even working there? You've been out of the teeth game forever, you know? She's so rude. No one feel bad for Gertrude, okay? She's so rude. And I'm like, why'd you send me to collections? Why don't you just call me and ask me to pay the bill? And she's like, I sent you letters. I was like, yeah, and I threw them away like an adult, you know? I'm not, I'm not reading your letters, Gertrude. I'm not your sweetheart from World War II, okay? No one reads letters in 2017. Text me, anything else, you know? So she's like, I don't know what to tell you. You're already at collections. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I have to find a new dentist. That's weird. So... You know, that happened. So turns out, by the way, collection agencies call me all the time. And I'm just like, listen, do you have another thing? And they're like, this is our only thing. And then I'm like, well, I'm going. And I hang up, you know? It's a repeating process. Well, it turns out collection agencies do have another thing. They have one more thing. They can, they can send someone to serve you papers to take you to small claims court to get that money, okay? 
But here's the thing about serving someone papers. To serve them papers to bring you to court, they have to get you to admit you are who you are, okay? <laughs> so it's like three in the afternoon one day, and I hear a knock at my door. And I answer the door, and it's this guy standing there with a clipboard. And he's like, hey, are you Shane Smith? And I was like, no, never. <laughs> what? What's going on? And he's like, uh, does Shane Smith live here? And I was like, I don't know, pretty big place. Never seen anyone by that name here, you know? He was like, uh, looks like a very small apartment, actually. It's like, you're splitting hairs right now, guy, you know? What, are you trying to insult me? What's going on? And that's when I realized he's standing there with a clipboard, and on that clipboard is a, my Facebook profile printed out on it. So he's seeing me, see him, looking down at me with my stupid tattooed face on the clipboard, <laughs> looking right back up at him, seeing me see him. I think I said that right. And it's so, it's so awkward. And he's like, okay, well, if you're not Shane Smith, who are you? And it's like 3 p.m. I had just woken up. I'm not ready to be someone else, you know? I just said the first name that came to mind. I was like, uh, Bruce Wayne? I'm Bruce Wayne. He was not impressed, you know? In hindsight, I could have thought of a better name. So he's standing there looking very defeated. And that's when I realize I am wearing Batman pajamas. Yeah, not good. And I was like... So, so I was like, uh, is this your only thing? And he was like, yeah, man, this is my only thing. And I was like, so I'm going to go now. And he was like, have a good day, I guess. It's like, all right. So I'm pretty sure that's going to work itself out, you know. There are no consequences. I don't know if you guys knew that. There are no consequences to debt. Like, what are they going to do? Send me to Alcatraz? Can't. It's been close. Thank you. It's been closed for like 50 years. Yes. Oh, man. I, uh, not good with people. Saw a lady recently crying in the middle of the aisle at Target. Just in the middle of ugly crying. Hard crying, okay? And I was like, oh, no, I should do something. So I'm in Target. I get myself ready. She's crying so hard. I go right up to her, and I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I think you mean to be in Walmart right now? So, <laughs> nailed that interaction. Yeah. How about, how about don't cry in Target, Karen, okay? I'm not paying an extra 15 cents for macaroni and cheese to see you cry. Target is for champions, okay? Ridiculous. Ugh. So bad, so, so bad. My friends are so dumb. Ugh. I know a lot of dumb people. There's a lot of dumb people who live in my neighborhood. This is the thing that happened to me recently. I'm walking around. I see all these people gather around a tree. They're all like around this tree. I'm like, what is this? And I walk up and they're like, they're all standing there and I see one guy and he goes, hey man, there's a cat stuck up on the top of this tree. Look at you with all your tattoos. You're not afraid of anything. Why don't you climb up and get it down? Uh, that's not how tattoos work, guy, okay? Yeah, yeah. You don't tattoo the fear out of people. That's not a thing that's never been a thing. No one's like getting a tattoo and the tattoo artist is like, how does it feel? And the guy's like, oh, it hurts real bad, but I don't care about sharks anymore, you know? <laughs> Silly. Cat's probably still up there. I don't know, you know? It's ridiculous. I'm afraid of tons of stuff. So many things, you know? 
Spiders, the very top of the list of things I'm afraid of, right? Can I get some backup? Spiders are scary. Thank you. My idiot friends, they're like, hey man, why are you afraid of spiders? You're 90% more likely to be killed by a vending machine than a spider. Like, what are you talking about right now? I'm not afraid of spiders because I think they're gonna kill me. They're creepy. I don't want them on me or near me, you know? You're so dumb. You know what? I'll be worried about vending machines the way I'm worried about spiders when vending machines start using spiders' tactics, okay? When I open my shower curtain to take a, sh a shower and there's a vending machine inside <laughs> waiting to tip over on top of me, I'll start worrying about it, all right? When I'm like playing video games and I have to tell my friend to look out because a vending machine is descending above him on a web, you know, then we'll start worrying. <laughs> you imagine it crushes him. The paramedics come and they're like, we're sorry, we couldn't save him. We're so, so sorry for your loss. Doritos. Like, no, man. So dumb, 90% more likely. Like what? No one ever, that doesn't make sense. Why, how are you drawing that parallel? No one ever got killed by a spider because they bought a Butterfinger from it and it wouldn't give it up, you know? That's never happened. How about this statistic? 100% of people killed by vending machines are morons. How about that? You know? <laughs> I'm always... I've been telling that joke for a while and I'm always afraid I'm gonna tell that joke one time and there's gonna be one person in the audience who's like, my husband was crushed by a vending machine. And I'm gonna be like, oh no, but it was pretty funny though, right? <laughs> Ugh. Spiders, so scary. Eight-legged nightmare factories, you know, it's not good. The only thing worse than a spider, people love spiders as pets. What is happening there, you maniacs, you know? I hate it so much. And they always say dumb stuff too. Spiders are more afraid of you than you are of them. False, not real. <laughs> nope. No spider is more afraid of me than I am of it, okay? No spider has ever caught me in bed and been like, well, I am sleeping in the living room tonight. <laughs> That's never happened. No, no spider has ever seriously considered burning its apartment down because it found me, you know? No, that's never happened. No spider's ever been peeing in the middle of the night and then I ran past it and it peed all over itself, okay? <laughs> that joke is so much more real than I want it to be. It's... <laughs> oh, man. This is my job now, this is my job. But I used to have a day job. I used to have a day job working with disabled kids. That's true. And here's a real thing. You've never been insulted until a kid with autism insults you. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you an example. Working with this kid, this 11-year-old kid, he's autistic, one of my favorite clients I ever worked with. Loved this guy, okay? He's like, hey, I wanna go to the mall. I wanna go to the Lego store. Will you take me? I was like, yeah, man, I'll take you. So I'm driving him to the Lego store, okay? I'm having a terrible day. He can totally tell. It's written all over my face, okay? It's the only thing that's not. And I'm, you know, I'm having, so I'm having this terrible day and he can tell and he wants to cheer me up. So this little kid, he looks over at me, puts his hand on my shoulder and he goes, Shane, you're the coolest person I know. And then he looks out the window and he goes, 
I gotta meet more people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And to this day, I don't know if he was being mean or if that was the autism. What was that? What? So I left him at the Lego store, you know? He's their problem now. All right, you guys. I'm gonna tell you one more story and then we're gonna get out of here, cool? Good, you guys have been great. Thank you so much for coming out, this is good. All right. Last story, last story coming down the pipe. Now this one's gonna get a little weird. I need you all to stay on board. The payoff is worth it, okay? I promise you. It's gonna get real weird. Stay with me, okay? Now here's the deal. I. Before I worked with kids, I was a professional criminal. I was a gang member for about four years. That's true. And I know some of you were like, what? Earlier in the act, you said you weren't a gangster. Well, yeah, that's the first rule of the streets. Trust nobody, okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I was a gang member. And when I tell people that, a lot of the time they're like, whoa, were you a crip or were you a blood? And I'm like, that's not how it works. You don't just go out for the big gangs like it's a college or something, you know? No one's like, I wanna be a blood, but the Latin kings are my safety gang, you know? You don't, you don't try to be in a gang, it just happens to you. Usually you're in denial. People are like, I think you're a criminal, and you're like, there's no way I'm a criminal, I work at Hot Topic, okay? There's no way. There's no way, you know? Tupac was never like, brop, 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 oh no, I'm late for my shift at the mall, and then left, you know? That's not how it works, but eventually it sneaks up on you and you're kidnapping someone for for money and you're telling your friend like, how cool is it we're making money to do this? Oh, that's right, I'm a criminal now. Okay, cool, you know? It gets serious fast. Also, you guys, no one be awkward. It's not what you think. It was just mostly like violent crimes and robberies and stuff, okay? (laughs) So, during this time when I was a criminal, all right, I had a best friend. Now his name was Angry Anton. Not a clever nickname, all right? (laughs) Just an angry guy. You know, sometimes you meet people and they're like, nickname is Little John, but they're seven feet tall. And you're like, oh, that's cute. It was not that, okay? It was just lazy, lazy nicknaming. He was just angry all the time. He was very scary. He was bigger than me. He was way more heavily tattooed than me. And I know a lot of you are like, how is it even possible to be more heavily tattooed than you? His entire face was completely covered, 100%. So he was basically like if you got a second grader and you pulled him to the side and you're like, draw me what you think a murderer looks like. And then they drew him and you'd be like, that is way correct. That's so correct. That's so scary. Where are your parents, you know? He's so scary. Just a few stories to like reiterate how scary he is. Once we were at a restaurant and we were in the bathroom and in this particular restaurant, they had like an area where all their toiletries were where you could just get to them and we were stealing them, okay? Cause you know, we just, we wanted toiletries, we're not gonna pay for them. So we have a backpack and we're stuffing like toilet paper and soap and all this stuff, we're stealing. A uniformed police officer walks into the bathroom while we're stealing, sees us, Anton stands up, says, what's up, to the police officer, and the police officer said, excuse me, closed the door, and left the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, eventually I was like, I gotta get out. And so when you get out, the government helps you usually. You have to cut ties with your friends, your family, everybody who has any tie to that lifestyle, okay? And move on. And usually the government will give you a job to help you move on before so that you don't end up in prison. Sometimes the government lets you work with disabled kids, all right? Yeah, I know, they should change that. So anyway. <laughs> it worked out for me, but I feel like maybe not so much for other people. And <laughs> so I have this new job. I have this new life. Now, uh, Anton was a bad person. Objectively, yes. I agree with all of you. He was a bad person. But also, he was always good to me. He was a loyal friend. I'd known him forever. I couldn't get rid of him. I kept him around in my life just a little bit. Just talking to him through emails, being his friend, okay? Trying to be there for him. So I'm moving on with this new life. It's like a year later, and I'm working at this facility for disabled kids, okay? Now, working at this facility, I worked with a lot of Christian people. I worked with a lot of LDS people, Mormon people, and they're all, like, really jazzed up to work with me. All these upright, good people, and then me, you know? And they're just like, oh, man, isn't Shane cool? Knowing about my past, like, he says the S word sometimes. <laughs> crazy, you know? So they're way jazzed up to work with me, and it's going pretty well. Now, at work, there's this guy named Mike, okay? Now, Mike had a weekend job working at a summer camp, okay? And one day, Mike comes up to me, and he's like, hey, I work at this camp, all right? And we just barely got this group of new kids, this new program we're doing. Now, these are kids that are going down the same path you went down when you were a kid, okay? They're making all the same mistakes, and they're going down the same path. Would you like to come, give them a talk, maybe try and set them straight, make them work out, do like some boot camp stuff, and just trying to like teach them the right ways to do things? And I'm like, yeah, man, anything to keep kids from going down the same road I went down, you know? Anything to stop kids from doing the gang life. And he's like, all right, and if there's anyone you wanna bring with you to help, let me know. And I was like, I know just the guy, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. It's the weekend, and we show up to work with these kids, and he's like, hey, the counselor who normally, normally works with these kids isn't here, but the kids are in this barn. So he brings me and Anton to this barn, okay? Yeah, all these kids are there, and they do not look happy, and he's like, these are the kids. I'm gonna go down the way and like play guitar or do whatever, do crafts. I don't know what he did, you know? And he's like, I'm gonna do this. Now you guys are gonna talk to these kids, make them work out, set them straight. And we were like, oh, we got this. So he leaves, and immediately we start laying into these kids, okay? We are saying a lot of things to these kids. We're yelling at them. One of them looks Anton in the face, and he's like, if you make eye contact with me again, I will pluck yours out and eat them. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, two, where you leave yourself nowhere to go from there, you know? <laughs> where you can't just open up without eat your eyes. That's too much. You have nowhere else to go, you know? So we're just yelling at these kids. We're screaming at them, we're making them work out. They're doing push-ups. They are not pumped. It's like 2004, so we find the kid with like the puka shell necklace. He's the leader. We're just, we're really giving it to him, you know? And so eventually one of these kids stands up and he's like, I'm not doing another push-up. And we're like, uh, you know, you are gonna do one. And Anton gets right in his face and he says, do push-ups or consequences. And the kid says, my parents will sue you. So a couple minutes later, he's choking this kid, right? So hard. He's choking so, and so all the other kids are freaking out now. And they're just like, 
Shane, do something. Stein, I'm like, what, so I can get choked too? No way, you know? I'm the, he's done this to himself. So now, <laughs> so now everyone's doing push-ups. They're doing so many push-ups, okay? They're so scared. And now people are crying so much. There's crying a lot, way too much. And I'm just like, these gangster kids are like, all of them are crying, so much snot. And I'm just like, we can see you crying. Like, get it together, you know? You're embarrassing. And that's when I'm like, what is with all these kids crying? And like, parents sue you? Bad kids don't have parents. And then I'm like, so I'm like, I gotta figure something out. So I'm like, Anton, are you gonna be okay alone with these kids? And he's like, I got it. Cool. So I go down the way to talk to Mike. I'm like, hey, Mike, what's going on? Uh, nothing weird going on back there. Uh, you want to tell me some more about these kids, how they're going down the wrong path, the same path I went down? And he's like, yeah, man, these are just kids that are like not listening to their parents. Some of them fell asleep in church, you know? <laughs> Sloughing class. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, cool. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm gonna go now. Yeah, not gang members, just moderately bad Mormons, okay? These kids are not, they're not ready for the heat we are bringing, okay? I thought they were like hardened killers. They're so soft. These are just soft white kids. I don't, I'm so worried. And then I have left them alone with Anton. Grown men shouldn't be alone with him. I'm running back to the barn, okay? I practically kick open the door. Inside the barn, everyone is shirtless for no reason, okay? All the kids have formed a circle, and in that circle, two kids are fighting to the death, Thunderdome style. Hard crying. Anton is just egging him on, and I'm like, dude, shut it down. Like, it's a, what is happening? Like, all the kids in the corner, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, get these kids over here. And he's like, talk to me. What's going on, man? And I was like, dude, we are, we're in so much trouble. Like, dude, we're going to jail for sure. Like, we've said, so these, these kids, he's like, what's going on? I'm like, they're not gangsters. They're just, like, falling asleep in church. And he's like, I've never even been to church. 
I was like, I know, okay? I, I, we've said so many things. You choked a kid, pretty sure that happened, okay? Uh, I think I told another kid I'd kill his dog. We've said so many things. We're going to prison, you know? We're going to prison for sure. And he's like, dude, I got this. Don't worry about it, I got this. And I'm like, okay. So he lines all the kids up and he's like, hey everyone, you're reformed. And he's like, they're like, yes, we are reformed. <laughs> Please make it stop. And he's like, you're good, you're good. You're all reformed. And he goes, here's the deal. Uh, if any of you tell anyone about this ever, we will kill all of you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> They're so scared. And so <laughs> we're standing there and uh, we're like, okay, it's over. So we left, we left that weekend. I'm like, basically wait, I just go home. I'm like, I just wait for the police to come collect me, you know, <laughs> going to jail for real. And uh, didn't happen. Two days go by, no jail, work with Mike, two shifts, never mentions it. Uh, it's been about 10 years now, not one of those kids snitched on us. Yeah, yeah. Not one of those kids said a single word to us or to anyone about anything about us, which is crazy. I'd like to think a lot of those kids are 12, 13, okay? It's been about 10 years. <laughs> They're very young, okay? It's, it's been so long, it's been like 10 years now, and I'd like to think that some of those kids are like now graduating from Ivy League schools, and they're just like, yeah, once I fell asleep in church and I got my act together because my mom hired gang members. <laughs> one of them choked us, another one threatened to kill my dog. I never did anything wrong again. Thank you so much, everyone. You guys are wild. This is good. Let's get right into it, huh? It's 2019, and my look is less ideal than ever. <laughs> it's real. I, here's the deal. Uh, I am a Jewish man, but I look like an accountant for the Aryan Brotherhood. <laughs> and I know that. It's not good. I didn't do it on purpose, but I do. I look like the nerdiest guy in the worst prison gang. It's a problem. <laughs> It's a serious problem. They're just like, he doesn't kill people. He does read a lot though, he does. <laughs> oh man, it's, it's fine though. People are wild, uh, they surprise me all the time with how wild they are. Recently, I was in a shoe store and I was just looking at shoes and a dude comes up to me and he goes, oh, your face, that's crazy. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> and then he goes, dude, so what are you, like a tattoo artist? And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm not good at art. And he goes, so just no job? <laughs> there are, like there's no other options? <laughs> so, so I, I can do work. He's like, oh, so what do you do? And I was like, well, technically no job. <laughs> but still, come on, man. And then he goes, well, if you need any help with anything, you let me know. I was like, you work here? <laughs> so disrespectful. <laughs> People are crazy disrespectful. I live in New York. Dudes, this is a thing that is happening often. Dudes who want to get my attention in public, they will combine what they think I look like with prison and yell it at me. The other day, a guy was like, hey, you. And I was like, mm. and he goes, yeah, you, Harry Potter, but make a prison. Come over here. <laughs> it's like, what? 
welcome over, but I didn't like that. <laughs> this is true. The other day I was sitting on the subway. I'm sitting minding my own business. This guy's scooting past me. He looks up at me and he stops and he goes, hey, Jim from the office did 10 years in prison. Look at you. <laughs> That one was accurate. <laughs> like, come on, man, I'm trying to grow my hair out. Let me live my life. People on the train were laughing. He was killing. And he goes, oh, so Pam left and you just snapped, huh? <laughs> he has follow-ups? Come on. Yeah, just going hard. Uh... <laughs> I've been doing this, which I shouldn't do. I've been reading comments on my videos online. What a nightmare online is, just in general. Uh, this is real, I've been noticing this in comments. This is a new thing, a new trend I've been noticing. People, uh, usually older people, will be annoyed with my tattoos. Now this is completely new. They will see me and then be like, ugh, I remember when having your face or your throat tattooed meant that you were a criminal. It meant that you were dangerous. Now it just means you're a hipster. And I'm just like, are you disappointed I'm not a murderer right now? What is happening? It's like you, you assume, firstly, you're making assumptions about who I am based on how I look, and then when I don't live up to them, you're like, it makes no sense. I'm furious, I cannot win with these people. And then what's even crazier is that I happen to have gang tattoos on my face. I used to be a criminal when I was younger. Not always the case, but in my case it is. Sometimes I will tell people that to stop them from being annoyed with my tattoos. And then with so much confidence, they'll just tell me no. No, you weren't a criminal. Listen, I've seen The Wire and Sons of Anarchy, and you were not. They're like experts now. It's incredible. I spent the entire first part of my life only wanting respect from the scariest people you can imagine, and now I'm on Facebook arguing with a 40-year-old woman named Joy. And she, she's just like, I bet you've never even stabbed anybody. Like, what? Like, I've stabbed two people in my life. She's just like, not even three. I bet they both survived. Oh my gosh. These are the... These are the same people who do stuff. They'll be like, aren't you worried about how you're going to look when you're older? Look at all that. Aren't you worried about how you're going to look when you're older? It's just like, okay, well, you're wearing dress socks with jean shorts. Why don't you worry about how you look right now? How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's... <laughs> I've been traveling a lot. Uh, I've been all over. Uh, recently, I was in the South, and I was at a Denny's. I was minding my own business. <laughs> and I looked over, and there's like a claw machine, like one of those giant claw machines you see, you know? And I was like, oh, man. And then there was a lady in front of the claw machine. Okay, it was a big one where you're being giant prizes, and she was crying. 
And I was like, wow, that seems like an overreaction to losing that game. <laughs> and my friends were like, no, you idiot, look. And I paid more attention and then she was crying because her toddler had crawled into the machine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he was stuck inside of it. And she was like, come out for mommy. And he was like, I live here now. I have all the prizes. Why, why would I ever leave? So she's hysterical. And she's just like, someone call 911. Like someone call the police. And I'm just like, Man, what? don't waste public resources, lady. Now is your time. Win him back. Let's go. Right? The stakes have never been higher. Let's do it. I was just like, listen, I have $5. I can claw your baby. Let me try. I can get him. I can get him. She did not think it was as funny as you guys did. So they called, they called the police or whatever and they brought the fire department and they took the machine apart and got the kid out. And she was very snooty about the whole thing. But I was like, how funny would that have been if just some big Italian firefighter showed up and she was like, what are you gonna use the jaws of life to save my baby? And he's like, I have 10 ones, let's do it. <laughs> Cut to 40 minutes later, he's like, I'm out of money. I am so sorry for your loss. <laughs> Will you take a life-size Sonic the Hedgehog instead? <laughs> it's, good. it's good to be back here in the West. Uh, I live in New York now. I came back here uh, for this and to visit my family often. Uh, it's also, there's different challenges being here than in the city. Like for instance, recently while I was here, I hit a deer with my car. Yeah, but it's not what you guys think, okay? I did it completely on purpose. Now, how, how that happened was, I was driving, minding my own business, and I'm going down the street, and I looked over, and I saw a dog and a deer in a parking lot together, okay? And I was like, oh, they're friends, like in Disney. But I was wrong. They were not friends, they were enemies, and they were fighting pretty hard, okay? All right, I don't, and I didn't even know, the deer was hooving the dog, I didn't even know they did that, all right? And the dog hated it, so the dog goes running away from the deer to escape, and the dog comes running across the street, I'm driving down, and the deer comes chasing after the dog, and I had a decision to make. Yeah. Listen, it was an Australian Shepherd, okay? It's crunch time. I hit that deer so hard with my car. <laughs> I swerved in everything. Listen, I hit that deer like my stepdad was riding it. Do you understand? Yeah. That is what I like, a crowd that is not a fan of my stepfather. Nobody likes you, Joe. <laughs> I shouldn't use his real name, but whatever. <laughs> so, by the way, I should not say this, but you guys seem cool, so I'm gonna say it anyway. Feels so good to hit something that big with your car. It was awesome. Yes. I didn't want to have to do it, but if I'm gonna do it, it might as well be cool. 
dude. I, like, I, I don't know. It felt cool to hit something that big. I, I get what old people are up to in farmer's markets. I get it. I'm like, I understand. Now when I'm on the couch and I'm watching the news and they're like, an elderly gentleman ran over six people and slammed his car into Best Buy today. I'm just sitting there like, live your best life, Grandpa. Get in there. Yeah. You didn't fight in World War II not to hit someone with your car. Get it. Oh, <laughs> listen, I feel some of you in the audience being worried about the deer, and that's fair, but don't be, okay? I draw, the deer is fine. I drive a 2001 Saturn. The deer is fine, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, it seems like you guys might know a thing or two about cars. That is not a good car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My car is so bad that when I bought it, I parked it on the street, and that night, I assumed some kids spray-painted the word WOW on the side of it, and I did not care, okay? Yeah. So, I'm in my 2001 Saturn, the dog runs past, the deer is coming, I slam on the gas, I gave it everything I had. All that happened, okay, was the deer rolled up onto the side of my, like, hood on his side, rolled back onto his hooves, and then just looked at me like, what was that about, man? <laughs> and I'm just in my car, awkward, like, uh, I'm trying to kill you! <laughs> The deer just is like, I don't, I don't need this. And it left to go do deer stuff or whatever. <laughs> so the deer is gone. I'm sitting in my car. I can't believe this just happened. And I realized the dog is nowhere to be found. The dog escaped. Yes, I'm an American hero. Yeah. I deserve this. I know. It's like the troops, then me, then firefighters. I'm feeling very good. This is literally the most on board anyone has ever been for that premise. I, I, used to, I used to put myself above the troops even as a joke. People were like, pull it back. You gotta be fine. So, I'm feeling good. I'm in the street. I just hit a deer with my car. I'm a good person. I'm feeling great. I'm jazzed up. I'm like pumped up on a trail and I just can't believe that happened. I'm like dancing in my car. I was like, oh, I was crazy. And I look over and I see a family. <laughs> they're wearing their Sunday best, like a mom and a dad, and they're pushing a baby stroller down the sidewalk. And I was like, oh, they probably saw everything. They definitely want to talk to me. So I do a U-turn. I pull up to them. Have you ever seen a guy pick up a baby stroller to get away from you faster? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just in my car like, what is this guy's problem? And then I realized, oh no, they have no context for what just happened. <laughs> they probably didn't even see the dog. They just see some guy in the middle of the city with his face covered in tattoos, driving the world's worst car. Just clobber a deer for no reason. <laughs> then 
That guy sits in the street and thinks about it for a while. Spots your family. Does a U-turn. Revealing the fact that he has the word wow spray painted on the side of his car. Struggles to get his window down because he drives a 2001 Saturn. And then he looks out at your wife and kid and just goes, I'm a hero. He left so fast. He left his wife. He did not care. Hustling. Oh, man. I've been traveling a ton this year for comedy, which has been great. Uh, I went to two places in, in particular. I went to Austin and Portland. Both places... No, hold on. <laughs> Either way, you're wrong. Both... If you see me before and I bring up a place, I will say nothing good about that place. <laughs> I'm not here to be like, they were great and moving on. No, so I went to Austin and Portland and they're not so bad. But here is the thing, Austin and Portland, both cities where their whole motto is keep it weird. And they're, we're weird, uh. And I showed up and I'm like, I'm a weird guy. I love weird stuff. I cannot wait to see what I'm gonna see. Nothing weird at all, okay? I'm talking to people like, when does the weird happen? And they're like, it's around. It wasn't. <laughs> There's nothing weird happening in either of those places. I was like, you guys have to, the bar has to be higher. I live in New York, once on the subway, I saw a guy, and this is real, only wearing the top half of a SpongeBob costume, okay? Yeah, and what, oh, what was he doing, you ask? He was wrestling. A st another man, okay, who clearly didn't know him. That guy he was wrestling was just yelling out over and over again. He goes, SpongeBill, no! Yeah. But no one on the train was helping. There's everyone watching, like, he seems like he has it under control. So if you're gonna be weird, you gotta step it up. Also, how dare Austin and Portland keep it weird? When, how, how dare they act like they're weird when they know Florida exists? <laughs> yeah, and it's just out there doing what Florida does. <laughs> Last time I was in Florida, this is real. By the way, this is Googleable information after the show. I'm in Florida. I'm walking past a newspaper stand. I look into the stand. The headline on the newspaper reads, Local man robs Wendy's with alligator. <laughs> what did you just say to me? I read it, I still said that out loud. It was incredible. Oh, and also, oh yeah, that's all you wanna say? You don't wanna add any more to that? Like, I don't know, maybe tell us if the alligator was an accomplice or a weapon? How about that? For real. Did this guy rob a Wendy's with an alligator? Or did this guy rob a Wendy's with an alligator? There's a huge difference. Like, 
did he start a did he start a gang with an alligator, throw a bandana on it? He's like, we're the alligator boys now. Let's get to a Wendy's and make this official. No. So this is how I, I bought the paper and I read the article and this is real. He used the alligator as a weapon, okay? And when I read that, I was like, did he at least hold it like a gun? Right? He didn't. He threw it through a drive-through window. Yep. Didn't see that one coming, did ya? You know who else did it? The lady at the drive-through. So many things have to happen before you can even throw an alligator. You have to find it in the wild? Also, by the way, how horrible is Florida that there is just alligators available to you? Even his qualifying material, was he looking for a specific type? Or did he just, the first one he saw, he was like, this is the one, and he took it. That was it? So this is real. This happened in Florida, a place connected to the United States where we are all living currently. A grown man with a driver's license. That day, he didn't even build a relationship with it. <laughs> Takes his new alligator and he seatbelts it into the back seat of his car. I assume. <laughs> I just have no idea how else you keep it from getting into the front seat and biting you, right? I don't. I don't know if you guys know anything about alligators, but they kind of just do whatever they want. So he seatbelts this dinosaur into the back seat. And he gets into the front seat and he's like, ah, I gotta make some money today. Snared the wheel. Ah, oh, I could get a job. And he goes, no, no time. I spent most of my day on that alligator thing. <laughs> Projects. <laughs> I could rob someone. And he goes, I could rob a place. Those places have more money than someone's. <laughs> rob a bank. And he goes, no, no. They'll be expecting that. <laughs> thinking about it and then he thought he comes to the conclusion Wendy's they have money and chili that's the place so he drives his new alligator to Wendy's okay pulls up to the drive-thru and the lady at the drive-thru is like hello how can I help you today and he goes give me all the money and she just goes looks right at him and goes uh no you didn't even come inside you failed at this robbery. And the dude is so mad. He goes, give me the money in the register or I'll kill you. And she's from Florida, so she's not afraid of death or whatever. 
She looks down at him, she's like, no. If you had a gun, you would have shown it to me already. I call your bluff. Get out of here, crazy guy. Go, go, go. And he's seething mad at this point, furious. And he's like, you know what? I don't have a gun, but hold on. Yeah. And then he palmed an alligator through the drive-thru window. Yup. He skipped so many steps in that robbery. If he had a list of things he was supposed to do, he would have thrown the alligator, looked down, and just been like, oh no! I was supposed to threaten her with the alligator first. <laughs> By the way, can you imagine being her? He's telling this guy off and he's like, you know what, I don't have a gun. And you're like, wow, nailed it. Really doing it today. And then he leans back and starts unbuckling the world's ugliest toddler. I'm like, oh, hey, someone come and see this is wild. And then you look back and an alligator is flying. Imagine being the car behind him. your girlfriend like what takes so long to make burgers here <laughs> she's on her phone you're like do you even care you look back from her and then an alligator soars <laughs> from window to window <laughs> honey get off your phone they're throwing alligators into wendy's <laughs> this guy is crazy she's on her phone like that doesn't make sense they don't even serve alligators here <laughs> What? Why am I with you? <laughs> so, this dude is sitting there, awkwardly, with no more alligators left to play in the robbery. <laughs> Probably thinking to himself, oh, you think if I ask for my alligator back? <laughs> Such a bad idea to throw it. He didn't even put a fanny pack on it. Like, maybe get some money while you're in there? I don't know. So, he drives off, yeah, and he gets arrested immediately. He didn't even wear a mask. Yeah, he was like, I'm in Florida, people throw alligators, I'll probably get lost in the shuffle. Uh, no, he didn't. They remembered him, they arrested him pretty hard afterwards. The end of the article is true. It goes, no one was injured. The alligator was safely released back into the wild. And at the very end of the article, it read, no drug involvement suspected. <laughs> oh yeah, Florida? That was your sober plan? What does the non-sober plan look like? Do you ride a horse and the alligator throws you? What happens? I make fun of alligator guy like I have my life together, but I don't. I, there's no easy way to say this, but my life, it's not, it's not together. My personal life. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Isn't as good as you think it might be. And some of you are like, Shane, your life has to be going well. Look at you on stage. Yeah, I'm living my dreams and that's nice but also my personal life, tatters. Let me tell you, okay? There's no easy way to say this, so I'm just gonna open up and say it, okay? I am 32 years old, and I pooped my pants recently, okay? <laughs> yep, not supposed to do that. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the way some of you are laughing, by the way. I'd be like, you guys, <laughs> just to clarify, I didn't just, do it like, I wasn't just like watching Batman, like, duh, this movie is good. I don't think I'm gonna make it. Like, I didn't poop my pants freestyle for the love of the game. I had a reason. Here, here's what happened, okay? I had food poisoning. Yeah, it could happen to anybody. I had food poisoning, I was parallel parking my car. That's not a part of this, that's mostly a humble brag, but I can parallel park my car. So, I'm parking my car at food poisoning, and I coughed. <laughs> yep, and it happened to me. <laughs> I pooped my pants. Listen, you know how sometimes you fart and you're like, that was pretty gross, but I'm okay. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> nope. I pooped my pants so fast and so hard, it was like somebody else pooped my pants. It was incredible. <laughs> By the way, didn't even know that was one of the options when you cough. What? That can happen? I've been pooping my pants for 32 years. Did I say poop in my pants? I meant coughing. <laughs> Cut that one. Cut that in post, everybody. <laughs> We're gonna go ahead and cut that one out. Okay. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you guys don't know my life. <laughs> coffee for 32 years? <laughs> Not once ever! After coffee for 32 years and I ever been like, whoa! What was that? One of my friends was like, what just happened? I was like, I coughed, I almost pooped my pants. He's like, yeah, that can happen. Gotta watch out for those. Not once ever. Like, the cough waited 32 years and then betrayed me. Once I was in ninth grade and I was giving a talk in front of the class and I coughed and my body was like, do we do it now? And then puberty was like, no, we will embarrass him. You hold back, wait 20 years, then take him out right before he has to do comedy. Yeah, I was parking at a comedy club. It was worst case. So I get out of my car. I can't get back into it. It's not one of those. 
And I was like, what do I, what do, I do? And I was like, my first plan was to buy the pants off of a homeless guy. But they are never there when you need them, the homeless. My second plan was to buy the shirt off of a guy wearing two shirts. But here's the thing, if you try and buy the shirt off of a guy wearing two shirts, and you tell him you need it because you pooped your pants, he will run from you. So, I was gonna wear it like a, I don't know what I thought. Anyway, so I look across the street and there's like a mall. And I was like, I gotta get over there. So I waddle over, you know? Yeah, it's a shameful walk. People can tell, they can. A kid tries to talk to me and his dad is like, get away from him. And his kid is like, because of how he looks? And he's like, no, other things, go. Get away. So I get into the first clothing store I can get into. And the guy working there is like, hello, how can we help you today? I was like, come here, come here right now. And he's like, oh, what's going on? What, what is it? And I was like, here's the deal, man. I have fully pooped my pants. And he just goes, excuse me? It's like, am I stuttering right now? Daniel, okay? I need you on team me right, there's no time. Do they not train you for this? He's like, what do I do? I was like, go get me a pair of jeans this second. So he runs off and he comes back and he goes, I have mediums and I have larges. And I was like, give me the mediums. And then he looks right at me and he goes, do you want to try those on? It's like, do you think Game, Daniel! I need the key to your employee bathroom and an undisclosed amount of time, man. How many times are you gonna make me say it? I have pooped my pants. In a weird twist of fate, I am wearing those pants currently. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great night. If you love what you heard today, don't keep it to yourself. Share this episode with friends and family and let's spread the laughter. Don't forget to check out the show notes for more information on today's guests and special offers just for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be back soon with even more laughs. Join the fucking funny community today. <laughs>